This message is a recording from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space to practice the ways of Jesus together as the multi-ethnic family of God. So honored to be here. And what I love that Pastor Erin does, she does a land acknowledgement. I'm going to do an indigenous person acknowledgement, which would be my father. So I would just want to acknowledge that my father, who came from a very destitute uh, actually the poorest reservation to this day um, in South Dakota. He came from there. And despite all odds and statistics, he made it through boarding school, which was a lot of abuse and trauma, made it through high school and made it through college to get two master's degrees, without which I would not be here and as educated sounding as I am. <laughs> Um, so amen for him. He passed away a few, a few years ago. I was thinking of him heavily as I wrote this. Um, if for nothing else, I am so happy to be up here because I want to brag on Kaleo. And I've always wanted the opportunity to say this in front of everyone, that I want to thank Kaleo and Pastor Aaron and Pastor Chris. This church, this gathering place is nothing less than a lifeline for a lot of us. This is more than just four walls. This is a launching pad. This is a safe place. This is a nurturing cocoon. It is so much more than what people typically judge a church to be these days and times. So before I start, I just want to say, please keep going. Please never stop. This city, this state, this community, this world needs what Kaleo is giving. And Kaleo, I just want to encourage us to keep spreading the good news about what an amazing place we get to be at every Sunday. Life is so fragile. It is so fragile. One moment, you're a warm body with a pulse and a promise. And if you've never experienced a close loved one passing away, let me explain that in the next moment from life to death, your body waxes cold. You are rendered lifeless, inanimate, essentially unhoused. There is no more sparkle or life force behind your eyes. And like a doula helping a mother bring new life into this world, I myself was privileged to be at my father's bedside as he took his very final breaths, helping to usher him like a doula into the next phase. He held my hand to his heart and he gasped his final breaths. And in a moment, his spirit left his body, and he was no longer chained to the pain and failures of this world. And I know and believe in my heart my earthly father was welcomed into heaven's gates by my heavenly father, and that we will be reunited again. But in this experience, I just realized how precious life is. One person explained it this way, every single breath that we receive, that we get to expel from our bodies is a gift from God. God wanted me to share 
something specific with someone specific today on this Mother's Day as we celebrate the beautiful earthen vessel chosen to bring you God's very miracle into this earthly realm. You are not an accident. You are not someone's mistake. You are not the product of some random one night stand or a mutually beneficial, loveless arrangement. The Bible says in Psalm 139, 13 through 16, for you formed me, my inward parts, you knitted my, sorry, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and nothing less. That's my little ad there. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance and in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me. When we fully accept this truth, we can understand what it means when God says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. We are a one-time phenomenon. Our DNA is the first and last of its expression. And you can be sure that it will never be repeated again. You are so precious in the sight of God. And that's the mom and me speaking. Okay, the nurturer. Um, the mom and me also says, treat yourself accordingly. Okay. Um, See, I have to make sure that this is clearly stated first, that God has placed such a burden on me for this because too many of us are operating out of survival. You heard a moment ago that um, every breath is a gift from God, but some of you don't feel like life has been much of a gift at all. Some of you feel like, you're a dead man walking and that the life God gave you isn't worth fighting for, much less living for. It reminds me of the story of the Valley of Dry Bones. Some of us feel like just a fixture of dry bones roaming this earth, not really sure what our passions are or what our purpose is in life. Essentially, we, some of us are operating on fumes our daily tasks devoid of any hope. Life just seems dry and difficult. Some of us barely think about the future or even less see ourselves in it. Some of us love God but don't love ourselves and yet still others love God but don't know why we're here. But I wanna bring, I wanna read this in Ezekiel 37, one through 10. It says this, the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, only you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
This is what the sovereign Lord said to these bones. I will make a breath. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Amen. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied and I was, as I was commanded and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say it that this is the sovereign Lord. Come, bre come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. And lastly here, very important, they came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army. I believe that when we allow God to come into our lives, if we can embrace being vulnerable to God and open up and show and reveal that underneath the deception of our fine linens, our designer jeans, our name brand crop tops, our PS5s, <laughs> all the different materialistic layers that we can sometimes use to distance ourselves from God, that we too have dry bones that need his restorative power and that we can come to know his purpose for us if we would allow him to speak over those dry bones. The maker and creator of the entire universe who also created us when we were yet hidden in our mother's womb wants us to find our way back to him. I believe in Ezekiel 37, this description of God restoring these dry bones and bringing them back to life is much like what the Holy Spirit that Jesus left for us has the power to do in our own lives. The Bible gives us this promise in Romans 8 and 26, one of my favorite chapters in the entire book of life. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but for the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I want to ask you, do you find yourself feeling lonely? Have you experienced loved ones and family members not being there for you like they should? Do you often wish that you had an active and present family member like some of your peers? Do you feel let down by someone that you love? God sees you today. And I'm going to bring it, I love, I love anime. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little reference. <laughs> Avatar Aang once said this to Avatar Korra, who had lost all her powers. She was forsaken and forlorn. She had walked to the edge of a cliff, and she had 
sat down crying and she had just lost her entire identity. Like who is she if she doesn't have these supernatural powers? And Avatar Aang appears to her through her, uh, through her hitting her lowest moment, as you'll see in the season. And Avatar Aang says this, when we hit our lowest point, we are open to the greatest change. As a single mother, a lot of times I have to balance and inhabit traits and characteristics of both motherly and fatherly roles since for a very long time it's just been me. I, I do have compassion for when my child is hurting, but then I go straight to fix-it mode and I have to resolve the issue, the hurt, the pain. I've learned, though, that I have to carry space for both of these things to come out. And sometimes I have to recalibrate that balance because mama can go beast mode, mama bear mode, or try Jesus, don't try me mode. <laughs> In my flesh, I, I can love and protect my babies all day and night. But how much more so in his power, love, and infinite wisdom does Jesus care for us? If we can rise above life's vices and past traumas and distractions for just a moment, I promise you it'll be there when you come back. We can feel, we can truly feel God's unrelenting yet gentle current of never-ending love for us. It is at that point that we can respond in kind. It is at that point that we can't help but to love this kind of infinite loving God. John 14 and 15 through 21 says, says it like this. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show them and show myself to them. So I do want to just encourage you and say that you are not alone. In fact, you are very well cared for. You are infinitely loved. And in fact, I guarantee once you allow Jesus into your dry places, into your failures, into your hopes and dreams, into your broken heart, into your shattered mind, into your failed relationships, into your deepest, darkest, darkest secrets, you will never have to go through life alone again. You will never have to struggle alone. 
You will never have to survive alone. You will never have to succeed alone. You will never have to thrive alone. The Holy Spirit is our gift and our advocate. The Holy Spirit is our great comforter. The Holy Spirit is this never-ending battery-like gift that Jesus gave us. It's the gift that never stops giving. Just like in Ezekiel, where God took the valley of dry, forgotten, forsaken, defeated, shamed, lonely bones. God spoke over those bones. God breathed over those bones. And those bones could not help but to become alive again. We saw miraculously tendons connecting to bones, muscles forming, skin's co skin covering what was once just a dry remnant of what once was. What was once dead is living again. Just by God's very word just by God's very spirit, just by God's very breath. I believe the Holy Spirit is like the very breath of God, breathing life into dead situations, restoring hope in dry places, reviving joy in sorrow, reclaiming peace and prosperity in places devastated by war and advocating for us when we don't even know what to pray. And in this account in Ezekiel, it is not lost on me that this was a community of dry bones. It wasn't one person that was restored by God, just like it wasn't one person who suffered alone in that valley. It was as the Bible explains, a vast army. Here we see that there was a group of people that suffered the same deathly fate. And when they were resurrected, the Bible describes them as a vast, solid army pointed toward one cause. Hear this. God is calling us to solidarity. One of my favorite words. The concept that we belong to one another through an interconnected struggle, that we belong to one another and we also experience collective flourishing is God's design. We are called to that. We are called to see and to walk alongside the other. We are called to come alongside them. We are called to long suffer with our people. We are called to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. When we lean into this, when we come into this space, that is where we are given purpose to pain. Pain doesn't make much sense outside of this God's design. Why do we go through anything if we just belong to ourselves? That would be pretty cruel. But we were never created for just ourselves. 
This is the only place where suffering makes sense. And we have the perfect example, Jesus, who did not give up his life for himself. He gave up his life for each and every one of us. And it's this same Jesus who asks us to follow him. It's this same Jesus that is our perfect example of how to navigate our own lives day in and day out. A selfless, humble carpenter and king with a complicated, imperfect lineage, with a complicated birthing story, with a less than perfect parental situation in the eyes of society. It's this Jesus, all-powerful and mighty God who made himself low and came down to earth and took on human form and laid aside his infinite power to provide for us a perfect reference for living and loving and serving. Not one here tonight was born on a deserted island. And don't for one moment believe that it was only by the strength of your mother's pushes that you were ushered into this world. Your mother's doctors and perhaps doula and nurses were in that room. She was not alone. And they weren't brought into the room where you were born off the strength of their own brilliance and agency. No, they were tested, tried, and ultimately proven. And they were taught and mentored and held accountable and nurtured by others, by mothers, by teachers and professors, by colleagues and supervisors. When you came into this world, your presence commanded excellence. Couldn't just anybody be in that delivery room ushering you in. Know your worth. Understand that it took a lot of guidance from aunts and uncles, cousins, spiritual mothers, stepfathers, stepsons, some of whom you may have never met or heard of. It took the love from ancestors you've never been told about. The grit from grandparents whose stories you've never heard. Guidance from communities past you will never come across. Decades of training at schools you'll never step, step foot at. Generations of planning and care to get you here. Originating from places on this earth you will never be. You take up major space. Do not get it twisted. You command space. You, you, are not the, you are not the offspring of a poor choice. You are nobody's accident. You came here beaming with purpose and surrounded by God's most tangible love. Now, I love my mothers out in the audience. But let me say this as a very proud mother myself. Your mother was just a part of a very large tapestry of interconnected miracles and legacies that brought you here. There was so much intention that brought you here. You were not born of yourself. You were not sustained for yourself because we belong to each other. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 
Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. As a mother, I want what's best for you. And as a single parent, I want to fix what's hurting right now. So with that being said, know that I say this in love. Let God see your dry bones. Let him fix your dry bones. Let him speak over your dry bones. Let him breathe life into your mind, your soul, and your spirit. Let him breathe life into your situations, your situationships, your relationships. (laughs) And mothers, let the Holy Spirit advocate for you like you would advocate for your child. Because we deserve that too. Let us live in expectation. And although we might get weary and sometimes disappointed, please know that the word over your life was settled long before you were ever born. God's promises will come to pass so long as we love him and keep his commands. Romans 15 and 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Thank you so much Jesus for meeting us in this room. I pray for every single family represented here tonight. I pray for every soul that is here because they are here for a divine purpose. God, you see them, and God, you care. I pray that you would have your way in their hearts, in their minds, in their souls, God, that you would meet them right where they are, and that they would feel your tangible love. God, when they turn to their right, to their left, let them know that you are there. God, let them feel that when they hurt, you hurt. When they cry, you take notice, and it hurts you too, God. We thank you in advance for the healing. We thank you in advance for dry bones being resurrected. We thank you in advance for the Holy Spirit advocating on behalf of everyone in this room and every family member represented by the hearts in this room. And we make space for you to do your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For more information about Kaleo, visit kaleophx.com or follow us on social media at kaleophx.